Every day, the Rundown podcast keeps you in the loop about the people and places that shape Chicago. The show is possible thanks to the ongoing support of listeners like you who understand the value of our work to keep you engaged. Support the Rundown podcast at wbez.org slash rundown donate. And thank you. Good morning. It's a beautiful Thursday, and I'm so happy to be back on my bike. I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. As per usual, during the week after an election, there's plenty of residual news about what happened. Here's some updates. The Chicago Sun-Times is reporting that mayor-elect Brandon Johnson won 29 out of 50 wards in Chicago, including a clean sweep of the ones that are majority African-American. But he only won six wards that are majority Latinx, whereas Vallis won nine. But that didn't help Vallis much because of how low voter turnout was among Latinx Chicagoans. And now that Cook County Commissioner Brandon Johnson will become Chicago's next mayor, his seat on the county board is up for grabs. His district covers parts of the west side and the west suburbs, including Oak Park. And last fall, Johnson was elected for a second term to the county board. An elected group of Democratic committee people in Johnson's district will get to choose his replacement once he resigns. And Democrats in power in Cook County haven't floated any names yet, but whomever the next person is, they'll serve for just over two years. Another election to serve the rest of his four-year term is coming up next year. Now, if you didn't get a chance to listen to the last episode of The Rundown, don't sleep. I had a great conversation with Mick Dumkey from Block Club about the implications of endorsements in the race for mayor and how Brandon Johnson might work to address the divisions we're seeing among Chicagoans. That episode is called A Close Runoff Race Shows Chicago Democrats Are Not a Monolith. You can listen anywhere podcasts are available. The Illinois Education Association is celebrating wins as well this week. I had mentioned a week or so ago that outside of Chicago, there were school board races going on across the state leading up to Tuesday. And my colleague Nareda Moreno is reporting that there was an estimated 90% success rate among the candidates that were backed by the union. The Illinois Education Association is the largest teachers union in Illinois, and it backed about 100 school board candidates across the state. The group held meet and greets and campaigned on behalf of candidates who the union says were up against, quote, extremist fringe opponents. Tom Tully is the group's secretary treasurer, and he says the election is a win for public education. We realized some of the messaging that was out there from some dark money groups that were trying to get into the school board races. We just wanted to counter that with facts and share what we do as educators. Like in some other states, Illinois saw a few new ideological battles emerge in a range of school board races this year. Official election results are still pending. Apps on our phones and computers and tablets have developed a sort of reputation. And they can identify anything from constellations to what's wrong with your plant to who might be your soulmate. But of all the apps I've seen, this one took me by surprise in a constructive way. Lurie Children's Hospital in Chicago has created a new app that helps identify signs of abuse in babies and young children. My colleague Adorna Migade is reporting that the app is called LCAST and it's meant mostly for parents, guardians, social workers, and medical professionals. So this is how it works. It shows a rotating 3D model of a child. You can click on different regions of the body of the model to find published evidence on what bruising in those certain parts might mean. 
Dr. Mary Clyde Pierce helped to develop the app, and she hopes it'll increase awareness of what abuse can look like in children under four. Now, it's important to note that the LCAST app is meant to help screen for abuse, not diagnose. If you want to check it out, it's currently available for download, and it's spelled L-C-A-S-T, LCAST. Now, when we think of the holidays, it's most definitely all that celebrating we do between November and like late January that comes to mind. But right now, there are quite a bit of religious and cultural observances happening all at once. Ramadan started last week, Easter is coming up, and the Jewish period of Passover started last night and goes until April 13th. The first and second nights of the festival feature was called a Seder meal. Seder means order. And the foods eaten during Passover, like bitter herbs and parsley, signify God delivering Jewish people from slavery to freedom. Aaron Steingold of Steingold's Restaurant in Chicago is offering a spruced-up version of the traditional meal for customers to pick up. The restaurant is offering pomegranate braised lamb shanks, egg salad, and beets with horseradish and pickled onions. Mmm, I'm plant-based, but it still sounds good. And now for a few quick hits. For the second time in two days, a Chicago firefighter has died in the line of duty. Lieutenant John Torek died while battling a fire in a high-rise building yesterday near Gold Coast. He was a 26-year veteran of the Chicago Fire Department. And on Tuesday, firefighter Jermaine Pelt died while responding to a blaze in West Pullman. Annette Nance Holt is fire commissioner, and she spoke at a news conference. She said it's been a, quote, tragic week for the department, and she's now preparing for two funerals. And Illinois is about to get $230 million to address some issues with lead service lines that bring drinking water into homes. The aid is a part of a $6 billion package for drinking water infrastructure upgrades across the country. U.S. officials were in Rockford this week to announce the funding. It's the result of a bipartisan infrastructure law, which is now in its second year of implementation. As for the weather, today is the first of a few gorgeous days coming up. Sunny and cool this morning in the high 30s, but it's moving up to the low 50s this afternoon, and the sun is going to stay a while through the weekend into next week. But you know this is the Midwest, and we're in one of our in-between seasons. So fingers crossed that that actually holds. And that's it for the rundown today. If you're enjoying yourself in the morning listening to this podcast, like it, share it, leave us a review, send it to a homie. So many options. And thank you for listening. I'm Erin Allen. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning.